It's funny. I feel like being that we're brothers, we shouldn't have to have an outline, but... Well, no, I mean, this is... It's, uh... <laughs> it should just be telepathic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Andy. It feels weird calling you Andy, as yeah. <laughs> I feel like all my life I'm 28 and I've always called you Bubba. And we've gotten to the <laughs> we've gotten to the point where, like, we're in public, I can just kind of nod at you, and you know I'm talking to you. <laughs> I don't have to like say Andy or anything. But um, so today on today's podcast tonight, I have uh, my brother Andy Johnson, aka my, Bubba, aka Bubba, either one, and. Um, a man of many interests and everything, but today we kind of wanted to focus on the admirations just for the sinker culture, because um, you're someone who has gotten into it way before it was the hype beast mode, and we'll get more into that Indeed. with that. Thank but, you, um, Travis Scott. <laughs> if you kind of want to just kind of talk about um, who you are, and then we'll kind of go into the fact of the sh- admiration of shoes. But if sure. you kind of want to say who you are, where you are, family, interests, and we'll go from there. Sure. So, uh, as Ben said, my name is Andy. Um, I am married with a beautiful family. Hannah is my wife. Weston is our two-and-a-half-year-old son, and Lambo is our other son. He's a <laughs> six-year-old uh, husky mix. Um I work with uh, our dad and uh, my uncle Kemp at KP Johnson uh, Family Business, and uh, the whole shoe thing. Sometimes, uh, aside from you, I feel like in the family, uh, I'm pretty. Oh yeah, I'm an outlier. Oh at yeah, that, but yeah. Uh, it's also great. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I live here in Fuquay, um, really close to you, which has been awesome, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that's uh, that's about it. Hannah that's and awesome. I, uh, Hannah and I chase around Weston. Uh, that's our son, and um, <laughs> we have a great time with that. But yeah. um, other than that, um, pretty much just falls to sports and sneakers and whatever war movie is out. Yeah, <laughs> which I still haven't seen. Nineteen Eleven. Nineteen Eleven. What is it called? Nineteen seventeen. Nineteen seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. I um. It's I still one. haven't seen it. I need to see it. Just Out on digital now. So you do. It, it's available. Okay. It kind of takes away going from movie theater, but that's a movie I feel it like does. you want to see in theater. But I talked about it with Michael and earlier um, guest on the podcast about it. He talked about how great it was too. But um, yeah. This, I I just want to jump right into the shoe game. Um, I think I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all can't see here, but there'll be shots in the promo. We'll take some pictures to put out on social media later. As far as I told my brother just to kind of put a collection of kind of variations of shoes. Um, there's SBs up here, um, New Balance. SB stands for skateboard, Nike Skateboarding Company, uh, as far as their branch of that. New Balance, there's Jordans, there's Retros, there's, you know, 97s, 95, 97s. The yeah, Spins. Shauna yeah. Waterspoons. The uh, it's actually a uh, it's Air Max ninety seven upper with the Air Max one midsole. Exactly. We'll get more into that later as well. Uh, there's retros. There's basketball shoes. There's just all sorts of things. So before anyone takes or, you know turns off the podcast or anything, this episode isn't just about the build of a sneaker. It's about the culture around it and whether you're living on a rock or anything. There's more to it than just the shoe itself. It's about what it's kind of 
evolving to in this culture and everything, which is what's so important as far as the the culture of celebrities, basketball players, athletes, all in general. So there's so much more into this than just the uppers, the mid the midsoles of a shoe, the leather, the material. Even though we could talk about that all day. Um, and our friend Brad Crawford would love to talk to you about that, and we'll pluck his podcast. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get Brad on here one day. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But first, I just kind of wanted to bring it all the way back to the beginning. Um, what was kind of maybe possibly your first memory of just your the first shoe that you saw, or the first era in your life where you're like, I like shoes. So this is actually pretty easy to answer, um, as I think most of these questions will be. But um, going back in elementary school. Um, we were slam in the middle of the earth tone fad. <laughs> um, I wanted nothing to do with a sneaker unless it was an earth tone suede airwalk. That was what the, the, the fatter, the better, um, the more padded, the tongue, the better, um, which actually kind of started my interest in skate shoes, I guess at an early age, um, didn't make that connection until later, but that wasn't really an exciting time sneaker wise for me. It was just kind of, you know, all my friends have all of suede airwalks. That's what I want to, um, middle school is where I would really peg, uh, as the time my interest really, really got peaked. Um, I was a, uh, you know, Antoine Jameson, uh, Vince Carter, Ed Coda, Heels Kid growing up. And um, I'll never forget, there was a famous, I believe it was Sports Illustrated, uh, back when they were relevant, um, Sports Illustrated photo of Antoine Jameson waiting to check in in Cameron Indoor. And um, he was wearing the Columbia Jordan 11s. And everything from the way the shot was taken to the way that those shoes, uh, I may be biased, but Cameron always seems very yellow to me. Yeah. The, <laughs> the court, the sideline, the media tables, it, it just yeah. kind of blends in. Uh-huh. But those white Columbia 11s mm-hmm. against that backdrop, they were, they were like snow. And uh, uh, Antoine Jameson was my favorite player from that team. And, um, possibly Carolina too. Right. And he's one he, of your he just, top, top three. I, I, I just loved, I, I barely remember Eric Montross, uh, from the 93 title team. Mm-hmm. That era was kind of foggy, but I remember dad having the SI national title, uh, mm-hmm. issue on the like back of the toilets, yeah. you know, whatever. Getting upset yeah. when they're, even they're up 26 but, and they're, uh, <laughs> I remember, up. uh, I remember crying when Keith Van Horn ended that team's tournament hopes, but um, I'll never forget Jameson wearing those Columbia 11s. Mm -hmm. Um, To this day, that is in the running for my favorite Jordan of all time. It's between the Columbia 11s, um, the Flint 13s, which, uh, trust me, I'm waiting for May for the (laughs) re-release of those. Um. But uh, those that that one shot of Jameson, and you can still pull mm-hmm. it up on Google Image Search, thankfully, um, just really got me into it. Yeah, 
I feel like that was either your Facebook banner picture or something for your profile picture for a while. It was my profile picture. Profile picture for yeah. a while. Yeah, that was, it was definitely, I feel like that was the beginning times of my appreciation for, even for Carolina Athletics was like that 2000 era. Was that when Jameson, Coda? Late, yeah, late, late 90s. Late and, 90s. You know, even, even prior to Jameson, Coda, Carter, um, Stackhouse, and Wallace, like mm-hmm. that sheet is, you know, I'm, pretty close to being the only Carolina fan in my friend. My yeah, friend I am too. But, I'm the same. Yeah. Um, same way. Uh, but, um, uh, my, you know, best friend, uh, Jordan, we lived together all through college and I mean, even Jordan loves Sheed. Yeah. And he's a, you know, massive yeah. state fan. You like, have to love Rasheed. It you goes past love, that. You gotta love Sheed. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that, that era, um, honestly is what, really got me interested in, you know, what guys had on their feet. Yeah. It showed the importance of that for sure. All right. So we, so we talked about as far as admiration for shoes, what brought you to that? Do you remember possibly the first shoe that you, um, got as a gift, whether for the Christmas or whatever? Um, well, I guess back in this time, gift meaning mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. To school. Um, I remember, uh, and at the time I didn't realize what was going on, but the, uh, had a pair of the white and black, uh, air flight 89s, which, you know, practically identical midsole to the Jordan four, which I became a fan of later, mm-hmm. but, um, it's been cool to see older pictures of, um, you know, what we're wearing as a kid and mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, we always had, um, I always remember, especially later when I got more into sneakers, um, you know, one pair before school started and then, you know, wait for that Christmas Mm -hmm. pair. And I, uh, those air flight 89s, I, uh, I remember and learned after the fact what they were. Did you have any other shoes you look back on and you're like, why did I dirty those up? Like, I remember I had a pair of LeBron. Oh, gosh. They were LeBron Soldier. I forgot what, what number they were, but they were black and gold, two Velcro straps. I don't know. You probably remember more than I do. They might have been the 1.5s or 2.5s. Yeah, well, and I remember, I remember just playing baseball. I remember you had a pair of Air Zoom Generations as first shoe. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just, I, I just, just threw see, them in like, the dirt. I, I always had a problem where a pair of sneakers I had casually once i wore them enough Mm -hmm. i would play basketball in them yeah and i did that all through high school and it makes me weep thinking (laughs) about all the pairs that got trash doing that but also you know it was pretty pretty cool to wear them for what they were you know originally uh envisioned for yeah so the pair you got for a gift were those do you remember the first pair that you saved up money you're like i'm getting these when it drops on this date i'm going to the mall wherever I do, and uh, pretty hilarious. I actually really got into sneakers before this, but um, primarily would, you know, either save up or, you know, shoot to get a pair around Christmas or before school. But um, the uh, the the Mellow uh, prior to Mellow getting his own signature shoe, he kind of wore the. Uh, you know, conglomeration Jordan models mm-hmm. like the you know his first like he had the one point five and the five point five, but the the white and black mellow eighteen point five. I fell in love with that shoe, and I don't know why. 
It was an awkward shoe. It was hard to wear. <laughs> it was um, pretty much Jordan's equivalent of uh, Kobe's first couple of Adidas mm-hmm. models. I mean, it was just a marshmallow. <laughs> I don't know why I liked it, but um, <laughs> I remember the old finish line store in Carytown Center, um, which I would eventually work at in college. Um, I remember going in there and, um, they had white and Carolina blue 17 lows on the shelf, which, um, like a moron I ignored. And I, I had those 18.5s on my mind. I don't know why mm-hmm. I still don't. Um, in middle school, I wanted Iversons like that's, that mm-hmm. was kind of, yeah, that was kind of, uh, what I wanted at the time. And, um, Iversons and Tailwinds. Yeah, <laughs> and also you had a pair of Cortezes too. I remember oh, that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had a pair of <laughs> I had a pair of jeweled swoosh Cortezes. Don't ask me why. <laughs> I remember going with mom to because I think I don't know how old you were when you got the eighteen point fives, but it was I think you may have had your permit. I think you had a permit. Cause maybe you drove to Cary Town Center. I remember getting up early on a Saturday morning in like oh, yeah. middle school and like just being like mad. The, probably like the day after Christmas. Yeah, and being mad that we had to get up early on a Saturday morning to go pick them up from finish line. Because they were like, we had to go pick them up. Yet he paid for them and everything. And yeah, so 18.5s. Personally, I always had an admiration for the 1.5s. I love the white and Carolina blue ones. And didn't they oh, recently yeah. get re released at Foot Locker, House of Hoops, and stuff? They did when Melo, uh, Melo's been bouncing around the league. But um, Jordan actually dropped his signature line. Mm. And um, he's been wearing his kind of legacy models. That's kind of a cool and, way to kind of um, honor him. But I still say, in a. The uh, the Mellow Five Point Five was mm. a legitimately good shoe, mm-hmm. casual and yeah. on court. And um, yeah, that that was a uh, that that time period. There were so many good things that yeah. I don't know why I went after what I did, but. <laughs> um, one of my first uh, memories of you going with shoes after that point was when I was in eighth grade, and you and Quindell your Johnson, um, he'd always say Quindell Johnson, no relation, when you were talking <laughs> about their family stuff. I remember y'all were going after the Jordan 13s. You wanted the oh, white yeah. and gray. He wanted the white and like that Timberland. White wheat, and tan. Wheat, yeah, wheat, the yeah. white and wheat. And that was kind of one of my first instincts. So like y'all kind of helped me out in a way when it comes to shoes because people all, people still come up to me and they're like, Ben, man, like, like, like your shoe game is awesome. I'm like... Uh, I have nothing compared to my brother here or stuff like that. So it's, it's funny so when people talk that <laughs> that time period was, was, I, I mean, up until, you know, I was always a early on, I was driven by, you know, what were the heels wearing? Mm-hmm. You know, what was, um, you know, what did Felton have on, mm-hmm. you know, what was, um, I don't even want to say his name now, but what was McCants wearing? <laughs> Number 32 for Caron on 05 championship. Yeah. What was he wearing? Um, fall from grace. <laughs> but uh, I remember in the 0405 season, um, you know, Roy's first title back in Chapel Hill. I remember those. Um, I still remember the color code, you know, the white neutral gray university blue 13s. Mm-hmm. They were so plain and so simple, but seeing them on, national television i i had to have them and um i actually have a pair now that's in need of restoration and a sole reglue so um 
shameless plug. If anyone's able to do that, please let me know. <laughs> but, um, I remember, um, the, you know, Felton wore that shoe during the title run. And I remember prior to the Illinois game, the entire team almost had on the ice blue retro tens. And I still have that picture saved on my laptop of the team um, stretching, all wearing those ice blue tins. And mm. that, you know, those kind of things, pictures and video and just watching games are what really kind of got me on Jordan growing up. Because, uh, you know, it's kind of a glamorous thing to say, like, you know, oh, Michael Jordan's the man. And, you know, he is, but mm-hmm. I'm 32 and. My only clear memories of Michael Jordan began during the Utah series. So I got to see some of MJ's career, but, you know, I'm a LeBron guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen his entire career. Yes. And even prior to LeBron, people like to trash the NBA, but we got to see some awesome talent with Iverson, McGrady, Carter, yeah. um, Shaq. Like we, that like late nineties, early two thousands gets lost a lot because of people yeah. who are the whole what ifs. Like with well, you know, it's the same, and we can go on an hours long sports tangent. Yeah, but it's the same. You know, folks today that talk about the NBA is terrible. Yeah, they don't watch it. Yeah, exactly. There's no way you can watch that product and say it's terrible. Yeah. But, um, you know, I really do think my interest in, especially basketball sneakers, began mm-hmm. from watching Carolina. Mm-hmm. When me, you, and Dad would watch the heels, and I started looking at what was on their feet. Yeah, absolutely. So, so going, you know, that we kind of had our like our network between you, Dad, and I as far as when it came to watching Carolina games. Um, Dad getting mad when Carolina wasn't up by forty when they should be up by thirty and <laughs> stuff like that. Gets getting mad all the time. But this network, you know, with sneakers it began long before Twitter and Instagram, right? So how did the impact of, for example, Nike talk that, how did that kind of impact your admiration for sneakers back in the, you know, before social media became about? Yeah. So when I was in high school, social media was AIM Mm -hmm. and message boards. Yeah. Um, Nike talk. I, I don't even remember how I found that site, but, um, been a member on that site since 2004 or five. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really what kind of, I mean, there's like, I made connections on that site that I still have today that have even led to real friendships. We were talking about Brad earlier. Yeah. You know, me and you played softball with Brad, and we <laughs> traveled an hour from Fayetteville to come to Fuquay for softball. Brad, you know, chatted with Brad for years just on a message board, and um, but you know, I think it's a cool, it's a it's a commonality you can share with someone. And the first time I met Brad in person, it was like we had known each yeah. other for ten years, mm-hmm. and. So Nike Talk was huge, um, not only as a buying and selling resource, but also just education. Um, and there were a couple of SB forums as well. Um, NikeSB.org, which is uh, another RIP. But, um, you know, the, the, the early information and the product shots and just the, um, you know, back then, if you were plugged into one of those sites, you didn't you didn't sweat a release mm-hmm. because you could get connected with who you needed to get connected to. 
and just the information i mean i i can remember if someone posted a direct product link you didn't worry at all on release morning because so many people were trying to get the page to load if you had a direct product link pushed to enter at you know nine or ten o'clock in the morning you you were you were set and um it's uh so i mean yeah like sites like nike talk are um a whole lot less valuable today because there's a lot of crap that's filled that site but um that was i mean that was huge that was yeah i mean i think if anything came out of it you had brad that came out of it that's a great friendship you know that's it's it's gone past shoes and to someone who has a personal level with us you know as far as like yeah so I mean, it's, it's pretty cool to see it materialize and uh yeah. it's not completely worthless now but you know it kind of gets frustrating wading through post and seeing people ask yeah. completely basic questions you have to sift through the thing it's kind of uh, like reddit in a way you know, we have to sift through the I, people who are exactly and it didn't used to be like that yeah. um i name dropped uh name dropped travis scott earlier everyone mm. thinks a dunk is an sb yeah which um which kind of goes into my next question like these whole these whole like mottos like hashtag bring sb back and everything that's kind of my next question like you know shoes have become more than just what you wear it's become a culture right and we'll kind of end with that too later on but i kind of wanted to hit it at this point too because it's a good talking point what's kind of the good and bad with shoe culture that you've seen from nike talk to now as far as like the whole like bring sbs back when you're like they've never left it it definitely is there definitely are good and bad things about it um at the end of high school, um, like I distinctly remember seeing, you know, a pair of Heineken's or mm. a pair of, um, you know, the, the three bears pack or whatever in high school. I didn't think anything of it because I wasn't that interested. Um, I was such a Jordan guy in high school because of what we discussed earlier. But, um, uh, I mentioned, uh, Jordan, not air Jordan, my buddy, his older brother, Caleb, I remember had a pair of band-aids and, um, I just loved the build of that shoe. And of course I was familiar with the, the Nike dunk. I mean, that's as much a staple as an air force one. Um, personally, I think it's a more attractive silhouette than an air force one, but that's also another discussion. But, um, I just loved the build of those. And I remember freshman year of college, I ordered the uh, commonly referred to as the purple pigeons. I still have them sitting right here on the table from CCS. And I swear I did not pay more than 70 bucks for them. I had a coupon code. um, And it's just, it's astronomical what prices have jumped to for these shoes. But, um, you know, I just like... even back then you could start to see the product, the product quality started to fall off and you had these, um, you know, product line from Nike, their, their SB line. And, um, I mean, even going to like their, uh, their, you know, zoom Angus and team edition and their non dunk product lines, they were just built super well. And, oftentimes so much cheaper than whatever else Nike was offering in their top line categories. Um, you were getting good suede's, um, good collaborations, colors. Uh, I, I mean, it was just an excellent product and still is, but, um, 
you know, it, um, all through college, I, you know, went to vertical urge a lot, which is now defunct, which Mm -hmm. they were a great skate shop. And, um, uh, you know, we still have endless in Raleigh, which is, which is a good thing, but it used to be, um, you know, not to sound like an elitist or anything, but you know, if you didn't know where to purchase those shoes, you didn't have them. So it was kind of a binding, you talked about sneaker culture earlier. It's kind of a binding product that kind of one of those, if you know, you know, type things. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's talking about the good and the bad of the, uh, explosion of popularity. The bad is you kind of feel like one of your passions is cheapened by people who just jumped from the Yeezy line over to SBs and they think every single dunk is an SB and, um, you're kind of missing, you know, Nike really has used that line to tell stories and showcase really awesome themes. And, um, it kind of gets cheapened when you've got guys running bots online for them and, you know, people who literally have no clue what it's about. Mm -hmm. Um, with, with you know. the SB line, you made a good point. As far as storyline, do you feel like the SB line has kind of had, as far as the silhouette of a shoe, like just the, the simple shoe of the silhouette itself, has that been the most concentrated with storylines? As far as you think it's easy, you think it, there's been a lot of stories told in SBs compared to other shoes? and By far. Yeah. What, what's been some that um, have kind of like stuck out to you as far as storylines with SBs? So, I mean, I you know, Nike... Nike's got their stable of riders that ride for SB and they've done a great job through the years of allowing their riders to express themselves with their own releases. Mm -hmm. Um, beyond that, you know, Supreme for some reason is popular, but (laughs) they, um, you know, Nike has allowed uh, some of the most groundbreaking releases of all time have been collaborations Mm -hmm. and, I feel like in that SB product line, Nike has showcased collaborations with, uh, you know, musical artists and, um, you know, some of my favorites are, are, are unofficial. I mean, I've got a pair of Jedi's right here. That was never an official collaboration with star Wars or Lucasfilm or, you know, at all. But, you hold that shoe and it's undeniable. Absolutely. And it's, you know, almost has its place in, it's almost got a cult following. And, um, you know, I, I love the, uh, Tauntaun highs and, um, Empire Strikes Back is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. But again, that was not an officially sanctioned collaboration, but, you hold the shoe and you know, that's, that, that's one thing I've always loved about this line is designers toe the line of copyright infringement and they've even been dinged on it. You know, Mm -hmm. one of the most popular pairs that probably any halfway decent sneaker fan would want are the Freddy Krueger lows. Those Nike received a cease and desist after the shoes had already been produced because of copyright infringement. So, Mexico, um, SB accounts in Mexico and other places more locally sold some of the pairs prior to the cease and desist. So you'll find, um, and this is a 
very often counterfeited shoe. So buy at your own risk, but you'll find some pairs that are stained. And that was, you know, from the cease and desist from Nike, people literally were pouring, you know, flammable oil on the shoes and were going to light them on fire. You know, they, they received a hard cease and desist from Nike. So the pairs that made it out are fetching, you know, you name the price. But there's a couple of, uh, you know, the, the stable of samples that are available in the SB line will just, you know, make you drop dead with what hasn't released. There's been plenty of awesome stuff that's actually come out, but what hasn't been released and what's been scrapped is just as impressive. Yeah. And, you know, SB's always been Nike's more creative outlet and guys have pushed the boundaries of what's allowed as far as copyright and themes. Yeah. So with, with all these shoes coming out, right? Like you, you have a, obviously a passion for all types of shoes from SBs to everything. Do you think it's still, um, do you ever see yourself kind of going more towards, well, they're getting them. So I should get them. Or do you still try to stay true Um, yourself? The older I get, I find myself completely opposite. I want no part of, um, you know, recent example, uh, Nike collaborated with Travis Scott for his, his, um, his lows. Mm. And obviously if I would have been able to purchase a pair through raffle or mm-hmm. by, you know, random chance, it would have been great, but I would have sold them the following week. I, I, you know, like what I like. I'm traditionally a pretty Nike heavy guy. Um, but all around, I think I have enjoyed New Balance more than any other brand. Um, I love their, you know, models made in the U.S. Um, that whole story they can tell. New Balance has some of the best collaborations that have ever been made. Um, these uh, Ronnie Fike, the Kith, um, called the Daytonas. These. Uh, 1600s the you know pigskin suede and all the colors multiple lace options i mean this is is it's just a quality shoe Mm -hmm. and i can wear them for six hours Mm -hmm. you know they're um they just new balance is such a great brand you know we always joke about if we were in hey arnold or doug and we all and we had to wear one outfit yeah (laughs) i'd probably go with a pair of gray 992s yeah. For my one shoe that I could only wear, you know, I, it's a great brand. Um, but I just kind of, you know, historically I've bounced around a little, but I do tend to gravitate towards Nike and, um, not, I don't have a hard line stance against other companies. Yeah. Like in, I mean, you got like, a couple pair of Yeezys here Like in middle school, you know, I, I was, I wanted nothing but Iversons. Like yeah. I, lo- I loved Alan Iverson. Yeah. Like he was our Jordan growing up. Absolutely. And, um, but, uh, you know, I just, um, I don't like being a brand loyalist. Like yeah. if somebody's doing something well, uh-huh. I, I want a part of it. Yeah. What was your whole take when, like, when 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 Yeezy came to Adidas? I know you have a couple of pair of Yeezys as far as Adidas. I'm not sure your stock, your number now, but like, did did yeah, you like his um, whole his, his run he's had currently with? I need a pair of wave wave runners and stuff. And yeah, so 
with with the Yeezy line, um, it used to be absolutely hysterical. I yeah. mean, it was anything he put out was an immediate sellout, and unless you were running some kind of you know bot assistance or had a hookup at a local store, you just weren't getting a pair. Um, it's gotten better now. I'm kind of disappointed with that line. They seem to be releasing four or five of the same color hue. Um, it's kind of weakening that brand in my opinion, but you know, there's still some good product that comes out. And I mean, I, I love the, uh, I wasn't a big 350 V one fan. Um, I thought it looked kind of like a moccasin, but mm-hmm. the 350 V two, I think is great. And most colors they put out are still pretty solid and they actually are really comfortable. Yeah. Um, so it's a good quality shoe. Um, I think it's extremely overpriced for a knit upper, but, um, you know, you gotta supply and demand is, you know, the most cliche saying of all time, but it's, mm-hmm. it's true. You know, why, why should he only charge one fifty if he can charge two twenty and sell out every pair that he releases? Yeah. But yeah. I think he has, um, I'll say this about Adidas. People like to say that, Yeezy um, was a huge springboard for Adidas, but that's not true. The the Ultra Boost, hmm. Kanye West and the Ultra Boost had a mutual, like a you know mutually beneficial relationship. He made that shoe a star, but it was a great shoe. So we were on the Ultra Boost and the NMD wave for a while, and then you know, that transitioned perfectly into his line mm-hmm. with Adidas. I still am curious if Adidas can maintain this momentum, um, you know, without just hammering out everything boost. Um, you know, Nike has shown the ability to introduce new technologies pretty regularly. But, um, I mean, I, you know, I'm, curious to see what happens but um there's some there's a couple good pieces from that easy line yeah well when we talked about it too like we talked about basketball shoes and adidas has also transformed from a boost because what was the other what's the what's the bottom support for like harden and stuff now it's not it's not boost anymore uh, or is it, is it rose's yeah, shoe or they've, they've hardens got, or adidas has they they've got i haven't even kept up yeah, I remember with, we talked about what it, they like, have, but like uh, whatever they have on the bottom is different than Boost, right? They're advertising yeah, they're, something other than they're Boost. They're trying to, and you know, Boost, like we, we've talked about this, um, mm. for a casual shoe, it, bar none, it's, it's, it's the best. Yeah. But it's not my favorite shoe to run in. No, it, it, I'll play ball in. It I, doesn't I have tried. A lot, it, it doesn't have a lot of rebound. Yeah. It's very, very soft, mm. but... You know, to me, the most superior basketball cushion of all time is Zoom Air, yeah. and it still is. Yeah, Which I will. Is, you know, to me, the pinnacle of what Nike produces in a basketball shoe is LeBron's line. Mm-hmm. Whatever their best current technology is, it's going in his shoe. Yeah, and you know, he's, that's and that's how I am with as far as Kobe's. Like I've tried, I've I enjoy my pair. I had a pair of Damian Lillard's first, the Lillard ones. I enjoyed them. Um, went straight back to the Co- to the Kobe eighties because it was um his 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 I guess model after he retired yeah and um the low cut model the Zoom Air the full Zoom Air 
And uh, you remember when Paul George had to experiment with the 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 bump and the front sole or the front ball of the foot? You remember how awkward it was? He yeah. tried to imitate almost a zoom air in the front, and really yeah. it wasn't. So it's like playing basketball. You know, it's something you want to. You know, and and us, you know, and all of our adult rec leagues want to push our athletic performance as high as possible because we can't. What little there is. (laughs) Because we can't be like James Harden and play and boost and still capitalize. Also, people don't realize, we've talked about it before too, these athletes have these insoles that are beyond their 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 fabricated mold to their feet so whenever uh yontis uh greek freak put out uh he, he gives out his shoes a lot and he takes out his insoles and people are like what's taking out of his shoe and what's he taking out of it? and we realize it's he's not wearing the, the shoe you get off a of foot locker he's wearing something else as well so the technology that they have is, is ridiculous as far as with that so you know obviously you're a dad now so it's things have changed right as far as your your quantity in your closet we talked about before earlier today like what what would your number at currently right now yeah roughly um, definitely try to um go more quality over quantity there was a time you know through college and uh right after college where uh, and, it, you know, of course, the number of releases was a lot less, too. So this the, what I'm about to say wasn't as big of a shock as it would be now, but Jordan just simply was not releasing as much as they are now. So you had time to plan and go after, if you wanted to, every Jordan release. And even SB, you know, going and patronizing uh, Vertical Urge, you had time to plan for releases you wanted to go after. Now, it, I mean, it's impossible to keep up. But you also don't have the level of releases consistently that, that you know, you used to have. Um, right now, I'm wearing the UNC Jordan 3s that came out last week. And I've been waiting for this shoe for a year. Um, it actually ended up being a little more tricky to get than probably most of us thought but you know this this wasn't a um you know travis scott quick strike release or anything like that but i wanted this shoe Mm -hmm. this was the shoe i wanted in 2020 i don't care what else comes out this year and um you know this this reminded me of several years ago where you found out about a shoe you know eight ten or even a calendar year ago and you're just counting down the months. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember in college, the uh, Jordan's old LS series, the olive suede retro fives with the safety orange accents. Mm-hmm. I was on those shoes forever from Nike Talk. Mm-hmm. And they postponed the release. And I remember, I believe it came out in an October. And I remember being excited to finally have those shoes um, these threes were a similar story. I knew about them for almost a year and they finally, you know, finally came out and they weren't as heralded as, you know, Travis's dunk SBs or, you know, whatever else the flavor of the month shoe is. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this was the first pair in a long time where I got them and like just wanted to look at them and I even wear them. Like, just look at them and see them and marvel in the fact of yeah. their quality and everything. Even though I wore them the day I got them. Oh, yeah. We put it, yeah, yeah. Like, we pulled the carpet <laughs> out and wear them and yeah. put out the cardboard and, and wore them. Yeah. So, 
Um, I guess that's kind of as far as how it's changed as far as that goes. But at your peak, what do you think your your closet was at? I remember visiting your apartment in Raleigh, and you had a Jordan closet and a Nike closet. Um, that's what I always tell people as. So, I mean, like, it doesn't need to be an exact number, but, like, compared to what you have now, like, what, 60 pairs-ish um, right now, currently? At most. I, probably closer to 50, 50 or, you know. Yeah. I'd, I'd, but I'd say 50. what were you at at your peak when you were, um, you know? I mean, in 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 college, I, I know for a fact, um, and this is going to sound like a small number to a lot of people. Yeah, but for sure. I consistently was around 100 pairs of shoes. I, I was really in on LeBron's line. Um, I actually had, uh, up until, you know, a year and a half ago when, um, you know, I, I try to, when I saw that his line was beginning to be retroed, which um, is all the original, sad. all the original <laughs> pairs that I had, I saw um. the value cause they're not going to retain the value that, you know, an original 85 Jordan one is going to retain because there were just more pair. I mean, there's mm-hmm. tons of pairs. You can go buy an original pair of LeBron, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, mm-hmm. seven. Well, you know, whatever pretty easily with yeah. the resources we have now. Mm-hmm. So once I saw how quickly, you know, this year he's been on, he's been on the seven. Mm-hmm. There's countless pairs of sevens retroing, even, you know, friends and family or PE pairs that we used to look at and dream about. Now they're coming out and it's no problem to get them. Yeah. So I actually, aside from, uh, I always like to play basketball in the bronze, mm-hmm. but aside from the pair I'm currently playing in, I do not have a single pair of LeBrons in my collection. And that's sad. <laughs> not sad, but I know there's a point where you have to get, you know. You I jumped off the ship when I, did, I saw, but the, I, uh, when I saw I, the value going I down. scrolled all the way through your Instagram to the very bottom of your pictures, and you were loaded with, like, one of your first pictures was, like, LeBron cannons. I remember you and I went to the Wale show in Raleigh in Lincoln Theater, and Wale had those shoes out in like springtime, and then it come out to the fall time, and they yeah. were just like a hot item shoe to get. Oh yeah, I remember you 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 got the picture. You got a picture of the of the cannons. You had like the, I guess that at the time was around the same time after that was like when he started going to the Heat, and you had that you had the LeBron was it ten elites when he won nine elites. Um, yeah, yeah, the, and then the I got nine, the Summit Lakes. The nine, yeah, yeah, I got the Summit Lakes. So that era of LeBron, I mean, you had you had shoes before that too. And I mean, my too, my crown, my crowning pair was the first game Air Zoom Generations with the you know 2004 date embroidered on the inside of the lining, and um, they 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 retroed them, and mm-hmm. I uh, fortunately was able to find a buyer that was looking for an original pair, but that kind of hurt that, you know, I didn't really, I didn't even have intentions of selling them. I mean, that was a pair that in 2004 I couldn't get. And, uh, but you know, I'm also thankful for the many avenues we have to buy, sell and trade shoes now. Stuff too. And, um, I've actually never made a single sale on StockX, and I don't, I don't use StockX because mm-hmm. I think they're sloppy, really? as we've seen. What about With, Goat? Um, yeah, I've used Goat, but um, all the data breaches Stock on StockX, StockX kind of yeah. scared me off. The whole, but, like, reset your password, we're not going to tell you what it is. Yeah, and, and I mean, then, also, I yeah. honestly, I think there's price manipulation mm-hmm. in StockX. 
Um, there's too many wacky things that happen. So I, uh, I use it as a reference. What do you feel as far as like places like Courtside and Crabtree, as far as like these retail stores? I love those that guys. Are, yeah. So like, so do you think these stores are reputable and these stores are places that you can go to and trust and things like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Um, I have made multiple purchases and sales at Courtside. Um, Don and all those guys are, they, they know their stuff and they're just genuinely cool guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy talking with them. Um, and I'm glad that we have them here. Um, I'll willingly lose five, 10 or 20 bucks to not have to deal with shipping and flaky buyers and communicating with someone online. There's still something to be said about, you know, receiving instant payment. And, um, I just enjoy going there. Even if I'm not making a sale or a, uh, or a purchase, I enjoy going in and talking with them. I like to maintain a relationship with those guys. And, um, for our area, it's a, um, you know, the recent, all-star weekend in Chicago, there were several releases that were not available to us in the rest of the States only in, you know, for that weekend in Chicago, saw every single release in their store mm-hmm. right in Raleigh. Yeah. Um, recently saw three size 12 and a half pairs of UNC player exclusive, um, retro ones, retro fours, and the UNC threes. Uh, the infamous UNC threes that were <laughs> taken from the football team. But uh, <laughs> I got to hold them all in hand, and it was a, it was a cool experience. And without those guys, I would have never been able to see those shoes. Mm. And that's awesome. That kind of leads us to like our last point, what, kinda, what I want to kind of drive home with. You know, besides like you know having a big collection throughout the years from like you know early 2000s, you go back, look back to Antoine Jameson, that picture of him on the, you know, on the, on the, on the sideline waiting to come in. Was it the 11s you said? Yep. Columbia 11s. Columbia 11s waiting there. You know, Probably my favorite Jordan. Yes. Yeah, so from that point, collecting sneakers, getting the mellow 18.5s at, at Cary Town Center early in the morning, friendships have formed. What has collected sneakers just meant to you in your past 20 years? I still enjoy it. I always worried that I would get too old for it, but I see, you know, I see Nike designer Tinker Hatfield who, and who (laughs) will wear a pair of, you know, you name it from Nike's archives. Um, I think that when I first got into sneakers, it was a very clicky and, um, kind of subset type hobby. Um, it's been a fun hobby. I've made a lot of friends, um, enjoyed it with friends. Um, and I still, uh, you know, like I said, I'm 32 now. I'm happily married with a son and I still get just as excited opening the box on a brand new pair as I did in, you know, high school or Christmas and middle school. Like it's, mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's what it's about. Like I, you know, I don't get a pair of shoes to match most of what I have. I wear something that doesn't look awful with what pair. And I don't even really care about matching anymore. I always like to joke around. I'm a dad now, so I just wear crew socks all the time because I can do whatever (laughs) I want. But, you know, it's still, the feeling is still there. So maybe one day it won't be, but I highly doubt it because... Now Weston's, you know, Weston's two and a half and he calls, uh, 
He calls shoes cool boys. Cool boy shoes. Hannah and I, uh, <laughs> we used to say, like, you're so cool. Like, you're such a cool boy. And now he thinks that's a noun. <laughs> like, <laughs> shoes are shoes are cool boys. <laughs> um, but seeing him get excited about them is only going to probably ruin me until my last days <laughs> <laughs> it'll make you ruin your last days but also make you more if excited. i'm fortunate enough to see 85 i'll mm-hmm. be wearing some fresh new balance 990 v20s <laughs> or whatever they're on by then <laughs> oh my gosh well um it's it's funny when this is podcast is around 40 minutes or so and we could have made it longer but we made it limited because we want to continue this podcast particularly just because of the network that we have within sneakers and everything with that. So we got to bring the bros in. Yeah. We definitely have plenty of, of artillery to bring into this conversation. So, um, it's an awesome collection. We can't wait to have more episodes of this. Thank you all for listening and, um, we'll see you soon.